Hello, welcome to another Azure centric podcast on our weekly Azure weekly update news. Uh, with my name, it's Marcos Nogueira. I'm your host, and we have that beautiful and usually face Andrew Lowe's. How are you doing? I'm having issues with my language today, but that's okay. That's that's all right. If you'll excuse my uh, sporadic internet here once in a while, then we're, we'll trade <laughs> off. It'll be fine. Absolutely. <laughs> so, uh, as you know from the last episode, uh, Andrew is still away from his home, as you can see it, um, which doesn't stop us for from recording this this episode. Um, I have to say that this episode, this guy is going to be kind of short because it's it's. A monitoring week uh let's let's it per is. se yeah so there was there was actually quite a lot of updates but um there was a lot of kubernetes ones in there and uh if you're into aks uh you know uh, azure kubernetes service then by all means go and check out the updates in the microsoft blog um there was some really cool ones especially around compliance and database uh, improvements this past week However, in our podcast, we, although we may touch Kubernetes on occasion, we don't chat too yes, much about absolutely. it. Um, it. A very popular service in Azure, actually. Um, uh, as you know, I, I did my uh, kind of, we're always doing those new renewals for certifications, right? And uh, I was surprised to see a lot of containerization questions on, I think it was the 104. Yes, Azure Administrator 104 exam, right? So. Uh, it is becoming much more mainstream, much more popular, and uh, it's actually a really great service to use. Very robust and pretty simple to configure, even for a guy like yes, me. Yes, so, it is, uh, and and that is the dangerous of the of the AKS <laughs> because it's so it easy is, right? to deploy. Uh, then then it's 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 a mess when you want to scale out and 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 you want to to doing all of the it's things true. that happens. Absolutely, absolutely. Sure. But um, so, so what we did keep was a lot of uh, really good Azure yes. Monitor um, updates, and we had uh, maybe let's say a bit of a Azure Monitor. Yeah, update. absolutely. Although we have some kind of uh, here and there uh, pretty cool uh, uh, updates that they are coming from 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 this week, and uh, let's let's talk about it. What do you think about that? I think that's fantastic. fantastic. But before we go uh, and rolling the, the intro video, uh, I'd like to thank you in this case for listening to this podcast. If you are new to the channel, don't forget to subscribe. Um, don't forget to just give a thumbs up. It means a lot to us uh, to receive that type of love from you. Um, and and it, it helps us a lot to grow the community. So that is one of the asks that we want to do it. So without, without further ado, let's roll. So welcome back and let's jump to the first update. So the first update is the generally available a new and improved alert rule creation experience. Like we said on introduction, Azure Monitor. So through the Azure portal, now creating an alert rule is, it was simple, 
I have to say. But now they make it even simpler, if that is a word, or they make the rule way more simplified to convert on the, on the wizard, right? So the famous next, next finish arrives uh, even more to Azure. <laughs> Yeah, it's true. It's not going to help that stereotype at <laughs> no. all. But uh, it actually, it is, it is an improvement because creating, creating some of the alert rules could be complex depending on the options that you chose. So I, I really welcome this improvement. Yeah, absolutely. So the thing is, what they announce is uh, they are breaking into a small logical steps, which makes totally easier to follow. So you don't need to be an expert to just creating those rules. And in a lot of cases, it was, I remember a few workshops that I, that I did deliver that when we going on this, it was, it was simple for us that we are used to that, but I get it. That was not as easy with all of those big logical steps that you need to follow. Right. And, and supports more like, a, a, the part that I like about this update, it's going to resource centric like azure centric right resource centric log alerts so it's a kind of a good plug uh, <laughs> for our our podcast yeah i didn't actually catch that earlier in our run through that's okay well done well played um yeah and I, it, it's really interesting because um something that i was thinking about along these lines with this update is how we now have, uh, for example, monitoring teams or uh, like the network operating center, the NOC uh, staff that are also responsible for setting up tuning and editing rules as time goes on and systems change. Um, so they might not be used to the Azure interface specifically, they might be used to something else that they've used uh, uh, in their on-premises time, right? So as they start to move to Azure Monitor, and it is a very powerful tool, not limited to just Azure, right? So we can we can use some different uh, different tooling in Azure uh, to be able to reach out to our on-prem data centers and things like that, and even AWS data centers as well. Um, I should even just say other data centers, right? Um, so we can bridge that gap now and use Azure Monitor to really help the enterprise get a, a kind of that, I, I don't like the word, but it's true in this case, that single pane of glass, that one place to go to view their current status for everything. And I, I think it's a really great way to to help bridge that gap for everybody. Absolutely. And what I like about this, if we can define, it's basically a three-step process. Uh, first, you need to go there and creating the rule, right? After you're creating the rule on the creation, on the, pro, on the process of creating the rule, you select the resource. Uh, so uh, you're going by your um, a subscription and then your resource group, and then you're going to drill down to your uh, resource that you want to monitor. And then you're basically going to the conditions tab and you select what the conditions. And the part that I like about this update is the conditions are attached to uh, the resource that you are uh, monitoring. So if you are monitoring one type of resource, the conditions might different from resource type to resource type. So it's like resource. Exactly. That's why we said it's resource centric. So it gives you 
is setting of all the conditions for all the resources and sometimes they are not um, applicable, let's go this way, right? Uh, they, they will become more easier uh, for the, the user when they use the portal. Uh, although even the template, okay, it's, it's make it simple as well. It's not only on the portal, it make it simple as well if you are using ARM templates. So it, it kind of... It's funny because I had the ARM template up here. <laughs> <laughs> and that's the part that I, that I like about, about this update is that it's, it's not only make it simple on a portal, it make it simple on the ARM template as well. Oh, exactly. Yeah. And, um, you know, you and I have been uh, chatting through some, you know, various projects that we work together on. And one of the things that we've been looking at is using Bicep as kind of that uh, customization tool to wrap around ARM templates, the JSON of the ARM template, and be able to make it much more versatile and um, much more true to that kind of infrastructure as code, right? So there, this is a, a really good way to help that standardization and to help build on top of all of those foundations in, in your own organization or even in your own lab that you're experimenting with this. So it, it's really cool. I, I love these little updates that are, are, are very small on the surface, but in fact, it's actually quite a big step forwards for the Azure environment overall. Absolutely, Absolutely. I, I could not agree more. It's, it's, it's really important to, they are good. It's always even better to improve them. Right. And that's that's the part that we've been talking for a long time on this podcast is the continuous development, the continuous improvement that even within Azure, even within things that works perfectly well, they are always trying to improve that. And and that's and exactly. that is the perfect segue for the next one. That is the general availability of one minute frequent log alerts. This is huge, right? <laughs> this is a big because I think we talk about this when was in preview. I don't remember how long time yes. was, but I remember talking about this when it was in preview. So log alerts are one type of, of, of alerts that they are supported on Azure, correct? And be able to use the log analytics, our query, to evaluate those resource logs it's it's massively now we can't set up that frequency that frequency to just one minute so every one minute we are sending that log we are getting those log alerts and now it's going to be way different right oh exactly so you know as as we kind of take a, a bit of a quick look through what uh, what this update and uh, uh, kind of encompasses so we can now tune that log query. So if we have it tuned down to, let's say, a single virtual machine mm -hmm. or uh, a single subscription, a single, like one item, right? So one resource, I should say. Now, what we can do is tune that down to one minute frequency and we get that delta change. So we're not pulling the whole history every time. I want to just say that I know it might sound obvious to some of us who have used monitoring and log analytics before, but it's important to note that. So we're not having a big data egress. This is about 
little tidbit, little bite sizes, right? So it's quick, it's short, it's small. And this allows us to have much more responsive um, kind of logic that we can wrap around the data that comes back from that query. So if we're uh, querying the state of a service on a virtual machine, then we know every 60 seconds approximately that we can get that status and then we can drive action through say an Azure function or something like that, whatever we need to do, right? Send an email or send a text, uh, text message to somebody and let them know that that service status has changed in some way. Exactly. So this is a really, really great way to get on top of those kinds of, let's say, challenges in our environments um, before waiting for users to tell us. And in some cases, before Azure Monitor can even tell us about it, right? Absolutely. And, and that's, that's really important to just, like you said, to just doing that. And, and you have the possibility of multiple resources on that log query to just using what's called the cross resource query. So you can yeah. query by scheduling that uh, on those on those uh, one uh, minute, in this case, logs, to just query that across different resources. It's it's really important, it's really good. And now is, is GA, uh, right? And that's, that's yeah. the part that uh, we like about this is you can use this now in production. It was in preview, and now you can use that in in production uh, with more uh, with the full full power of the Azure, right? Oh, exactly. Yeah, and we don't. It's not confined. We should say so. Your cross resource query um, got me thinking. This isn't confined to just a single VM. Um, and I'm going to say I hope that my camera isn't going as fuzzy as everything is for me on my end. If it is, I'm very sorry, Marcos, and to all of our viewers. <laughs> um, the 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 resource the resource query or the log analytics query uh, can also be done on subscription or even on a resource group. So you can know if somebody's deployed something new into the resource group, something's been removed from the resource group, or really monitoring that critical, that key infrastructure pieces and keeping a close eye on it. Absolutely. So uh, there's there's some really interesting things that often it's only limited by our imagination and our problem solving skills, right? So. Exactly. <laughs> and that's usually, it's uh, it's difficult to manage. Our imagination, it's too wide open. <laughs> <laughs> and sometimes some we days it can be. Yeah, yeah, some days yeah. we can be absolutely. So regarding still on the same subject and to moving to the to, to the next to the next topic is the schedule of query rules API preview version 2021 0201 we were retired in January 2031 of January 2021 22 that's right. Coming up at the end of the month, uh, this this January. Yeah. So coming up pretty quick, right? Yeah. And again, this is the part. It goes really well on what we were talking about regarding general availability, regarding previews, and all of that. Because when you deploy um, something that is in preview, usually you are um, you are deploying on on a different type of of resources, right? And that's why we saying that please do not use this in production because when it becomes general availability, uh, usually you need to redeploy that again. 
And this is a very good example of that, that we've been kind of um, preaching in this case on this podcast is one of the main reasons of not of using this, uh, of using the preview uh, of the functionalities and, and, and features that Azure provides us is, is this type of, th of, of occasions. That's why we want to bring this exactly. this to the podcast, uh, because right now, yeah, precisely, at the end of right? the month, a lot of people get yeah. caught with that. At the end of the month, if we were using these uh, query rules API, it will not be longer available, and then everything that you built is going to be uh, gone at the end of the month, right? So it's really exactly. important for you to just use the ARM template that is available. Um, and redeploy this in the uh, redeploy again because now it's GA, okay, before the end of the month. Otherwise, uh, it comes Monday. I think the thirty-first of January comes Monday. This case it comes yes. Tuesday, the first of February, and your they stop, stop working. working. Yeah. Okay. And don't tell us. Yeah. And when you phone Azure support, they're going to say, "Ooh." Sorry, uh, yeah, you were using something yeah. from. Or preview. even if you tweet us, um, we we're going to say that we told you so. Did you watch? Did you absolutely. watch the podcast? So, so this really underscores how important it is to, even if uh, in your organization or in our own home labs or you know our Azure labs, if we don't do infrastructure as code in one flavor or another, how important it is that when we deploy these things to save the ARM templates from that yes. deployment so that we can redeploy it later if needed. This is the later yeah, if exactly. needed. Right? But there is another thing that they mentioned on this, on this blog post, right? Uh, that is really important because when it becomes GA, okay, usually all the previews, okay, you start paying. In this case, this, pre this preview, I remember, uh, we talk about that was in no, end of November timeframe. That was GA, uh, something like that. And since then, you, you are being charged. So there are two things. First and foremost, this is going to be retired at the end of January. And since, let's say, the last quarter of 2021, uh, kind of at the end of that quarter, you've been charging for this. So you are paying for something that was in preview. Uh, that's the second thing. And yep. if you don't move quickly, uh, you will, in this case, stop the service that you are paying for. So if you don't notice that, probably you will notice on this, uh, on January, in this case, uh, bill cycle, um, just, just redeploy it. It's going to be simple for you with no stress. And if you need some help, let us know. We can guide you without any problem. Right, Andrew? Especially you, that you have a little Absolutely. bit more free time now. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Uh, well, exactly. <laughs> All good things must exactly. come to an end. Right? So. <laughs> absolutely, absolutely. So let's move to the next one, OK? And the next one, like we're talking about Azure Monitor Alerts, is the GA of the Azure Monitor Log Alerts as a new version. So this mm -hmm. new version, okay, 
have a lot of exciting fixtures. Okay. Uh, what was one of that you want to bring it up as to give you the, the stage to talk about this? Well, uh, because, because we've kind of talked about the kind of the, the humor of the uh, next, next finish, let's talk about the wizard based alert rule creation experience, right? So that's part of this new deployment um, with uh, Azure Monitor log alerts. We did kind of, uh, we had a little bit of fun at its expense, but it is a big feature, right? Because like we've said, uh, not everybody is doing infrastructure as code, yes. for example, right? Not everybody has a large enterprise environment that they need to have that kind of scale. So they might have maybe two VMs in. In fact, I know quite a few different uh, clients that we have together that have just a handful of single digit resources in Azure because they're not ready to go there yet. They want to understand it. They have to use it for one or two products, maybe even let's say, but uh, other than that, they're not ready to move in that space yet. And that's okay, right? Not everybody is going to be in public cloud. Um, that's just the reality. And they don't need to learn all of these new things, uh, you know, ARM templates and JSON and, you know, do we need to know CLI? They do need to know that for their own careers. I think it's important. We always just gather knowledge, like you say, continuous improvement. It applies to oneself as well, right? We always have to be learning and getting better and doing new things. That's how we advance the whole industry. And uh, it's part of why we, well, at least for, for you and I, at a personal level, why we do this podcast is to try to share some of that with everybody, right? So that they can soak up some of this new stuff too. But I'm getting a bit philosophical because I've had too much time to think. <laughs> no, not at so, all. Uh, what what I, yeah, so I, what I like about this. I, I, I just thought it was a great absolutely, update, And um, I think it's important that we all improve. I'm gonna, I'm gonna let you take that's, the stage here. <laughs> no, that's okay. This is, this is the conversation. It's not about staging, but this version is the version of August first. Okay, so first of all, that we're talking about, this is exactly the same version that on the previous update that we are talking about. So again, we've been on on this the version of the API that we are talking about regarding the log alerts. Okay. So another thing that I like about this, as we mentioned, uh, I think on, on, on the, on this, on this podcast, it was the resource centric alerting. So supports in this case, all resource types and these alerts are going to be resource centric. So meaning that the type of resource, it will influence on the logs as well not only on the alerts, right? But on the logs that you are receiving. And because of that, you have the alerts on top of that because you need someone on it, something in this case to um, trigger that alert and that will be the log in this case. So that's the part that, that I like it. The, the, the other one that is really exciting is how you can manage this at scale. Like you mentioned, yeah. right? You can, have one paging of subscribe of subscriptions with resource that you can have more than 6,000 alerts rules. So it's pretty cool not to having like alerts for a specific log analytics, for example, now the log analytics, and we saw a lot of that, right? We saw a lot of those sprawl 
of Log Analytics Workspace because they tendency oh to create one on Log Analytics for each application. And then it's difficult to manage because each one on Analytics, you have a different rule sets. And sometimes you will have different rules and all of that. So the work that Microsoft is doing right now on Azure, especially on the Azure Monitor, is to have everything almost in the side, in the same kind of Word Analytics workspace that you can manage and you can have alerts for the entire subscription, which makes totally sense. Oh, exactly. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, because it's about management at scale, exactly. right? So if we if we think about, um, I mean, I'll, I guess I can relate this to a personal story, right? So when I think about the first time I managed like 35 servers, I thought, wow, this is really tricky. You got to think about how you're doing everything and how everything interacts. There's 35 things going on. And then in my own career, I was kind of the next step. Okay, so well, now I have 150 servers. And then there was a few hundred and then 600. And we've seen some pretty big environments, um, kind of you and I over the years now. And when we think about how we manage 30 servers versus 3,000 servers, there's a big difference, right? So we have to think about how we operate at scale. And it's the same thing with log analytics rules. So we have to make sure that we do everything with that consideration of scaling out, scaling up. How does this get bigger? How does it grow? And it's just part of the whole ecosystem. And really, that's one of the beautiful things about Azure is you can deploy something in a very simplistic way, an ARM template, and have it scale. And it takes care of it, kind of a, Absolutely. let's just say magically for today. <laughs> Absolutely. And I, I could not agree. I could not agree more. Absolutely. You are right spot on on that. So I do have one question for you. Absolutely. And I know it kind of leads into to the next one, but what is one of your favorite ways to help manage things at scale when we talk about code deployment? <laughs> <laughs> So uh, it's it's Azure DevOps in this case. Uh, it's one of my f I use Azure DevOps for for a lot of things, and I got inspired by my good friends and my my extended family, the MVPs as well. Uh, um, in this case, that they are using this for a lot of other things besides code management, and that's where I opened my eyes. I had. Um, I had a very good friend that he, he used Azure DevOps, kidding or not, to, to develop or to write his master thesis. And if you think correctly, it's, it's, it's pretty awesome to have that. So a project doesn't need to be only source code, right? It doesn't need to be development. Of course, that it's, it's, it's DevOps by the name, but this update, General availability of Azure DevOps updates, um, it's it's pretty significant for me as a general, uh, and then was always a difficult part of it. It's now you can assign the Azure DevOps administration to uh, Azure AD group. Finally, yeah, that's massive. That's massive improvement. It's the first I, one. I want to say about time. Yeah. But I don't want to be mean about it because it's just fantastic. Yes. I'm so happy it's I'm here. I'm so happy because it's it's so easy now. And with that, you, because of that, you can now have PIM, right, associated. 
you can have all of those type of 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 things happening because until until this time until this update you have to be the azure devops uh, administrator and you go and you have right. going to azure devops and you're giving like let's call it the global admin kind of um, uh, uh, um exactly uh, to, one, at a, one time. at a time and and there is no control we don't know uh uh what is been doing what has been the actions that you've been doing and now with pim and we that, have the lock always the thing that yeah that always put me off a little bit um like two years ago when kind of devops really started to gain a lot of traction right and i don't remember when it came out exactly so i'm not going to speak to that i'm just going to say when i first touched it about two years ago uh i remember thinking well why wasn't this built on top of our back it doesn't make any sense uh in my head like the structure itself uh to me should have been built on top of the RBAC framework that in my mind and kind of in my heart is what azure is all about Absolutely. is that ease of management and security because a lot of azure is built with security first as the principle right and to have devops kind of let's say in a different place <laughs> was really unusual it didn't feel um like it was part of the family so now it really is it's part of the whole family so now we can tier access we can do all the things we can do with group management yes absolutely amazing so impressive it is and, and if you see azure devops is nothing more than uh, like for example the office 65 is a SaaS solution right exactly uh, so be able to create that part of it it's it's huge especially for us that we are all working with security all the time it's it's massive uh, and 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 it's really the important part of it but it's not only oh, it is. it's not only the update on azure devops we have a lot of other things to to cover on this right yeah absolutely and i think one of the one of the things i want to talk about is uh kind of if we think about towards the bottom of that list in the pipeline is the deprecation of two images the mac os 10.14 and the windows 2016. yes what we're retiring, deprecating Windows 2016 already. Well, it is 2022, right? So <laughs> it, it is as new as as new and shiny as it feels and sounds to me to me in my head. Still, it is six years old, right? And it's so, not only that; uh, we have two other versions. Okay, that's right. So, server 2022 is now current version, yes. and and you um, still have 2019 as well exactly and kind of further up that list is now we have a default agent spec for uh the classic pipelines is now with windows 2019 exactly. so we're really it, it's about kind of just continuous improvement like we keep saying this pod maybe that's what the theme is right continuous improvement but it's it's about just stepping up uh going to the next server versions making sure that we stay current it helps us to stay more secure and uh compatible with all of all of the kind of the current feature sets that integrate with everything else right so uh it's it's a really good thing but i thought it was a bit telling because deprecating windows 2016 kind of caught me a little bit in my heart because it was like oh already but it's time it is right? it is time to it is time so one of the things that i like about the updates that they did it on azure pipelines it becomes the first one that is the automatic retries for a task because a lot of, a uh, it's a big one 
because especially uh, for us that we are working and we sometimes you need uh, you need to do a, a, a task that it doesn't run because something is not finished and you have the maximum retries allows you to do that so allows you to rerun the pipeline to have it su uh, succeeded right and it fail it, it it might have a, a flanky task that fails intermittently right in a yep. pipeline and this allows you to just moving on because it's error control for the pipeline exactly, that's really what it is exactly. right so now you can put uh, you can put a number of try or retries in this case on that to be able to do that the other one that that I like is the improvements that they did on the service connection just for the user of user story history right so to be able to see when you are deploying this right with the service connection to have a kind of history to say okay it fails because my connection right was not uh, good at that time and 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 that is and that is tremendously right uh, to be able to use that and be logged the connection history so you lost the connection or not lost the connection helps in this case for us administrators and for us that we are supporting to get more insight about that so pretty exactly pretty cool about 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 those type of things right yeah i'd have to agree i i do really like that one because it kind of it it talks to what i talk about lots which is connecting logs and gathering that information first of all it gives us good diagnostic information so we can fix things when they break because that happens yeah uh that, that's why we're still employed right things break <laughs> <laughs> please don't fix it too much <laughs> exactly but there is but, one you know yeah, we, absolutely continue well it's i was just going to say it's important to have those those types of logging enabled on our uh, azure resources so that we can trace everything as well and we can understand those relationships absolutely but there is another one that i like about this not related to azure pipelines but regarding to, to reporting because we all have uh, our um love for uh, project managers right and they always ask for an update <laughs> and sometimes right they want to see a kind of reporting and the best way to do that is to copy the dashboard okay and <laughs> finally they got a button that you can do it copy the dashboard okay and you put it on whatever you want it okay so you can put it on uh, on email or whatever it is, and you copy that dashboard over, or even to another project. If you like that dashboard, yep. right? Even to another project, you can copy the dashboard and put it over there, which is amazing. And it's, right, and it's interesting because I've been using kind of a little known feature in Azure. I, I, maybe it's not little known, but little used is sharing dashboards. Yes and outside of DevOps, but our Azure dashboard, when we log in portal.azure.com, you can publish those and you can publish them using RPAC. And it's really cool to be able to publish that to your team and say, okay, go to dashboard one, dashboard two, and you know people can rename them as they need to. But when you update it, it updates the dashboard for your whole team. Exactly. It's really, really cool. Exactly. So this is very similar to that. Yeah, yeah absolutely. 
and, and and those are those were in this case the Azure DevOps updates. Uh, in this case, for 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 this blog post, right? Anything else you want to cover on Azure DevOps before we moving to the next one? I think I'm good. There's there's a lot in there. So uh, if you're a regular user of Azure DevOps, as most of us are who consume this podcast, um, jump in, have a look at that update. There's a lot of good meat and potatoes in there. Really cool stuff that's out. Now. Absolutely. So moving to the next one, and is the public preview of managed certificate support for Azure API management. Okay. This is tremendously because it's still, again, is in preview. Okay. First and foremost. Okay. Uh, so please uh, use. Not in production, use, not with exactly. certificates. Oh my gosh. <laughs> you just took the words from my mouth. <laughs> I just had this nightmare vision. Um, yeah. Oh my gosh. Definitely not anywhere near prod and be careful because it's certificates. Uh, they can be a bit finicky. Yeah. And that was why I got excited when this one came out. I remember uh, we were messaging together and I said, hey, 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 Marcos, check this one out. This is really useful. We have, a, you know, you and I have that other project on the side we're working on and uh, it's going to be very useful in that case, but uh, not quite yet because we can't push it into production, yeah. darn it. But uh, it's really close, public preview. So private preview has completed, public preview has started now. And being able to manage the SSL cert using API management, Azure API management, um, that's amazing. And to do automated renewals, oh, you're speaking my language now. Um, take that off of the plate. That's the biggest nightmare uh, with certificates in my opinion is the maintenance of them, not the first part where you get it, you're excited, you put it in, you configure, you get it working, everybody's so happy. Oh man, it's a year later and you have to renew the cert and now everything breaks. Yeah. Um, that's going to be a thing of the past with this kind of stuff, Absolutely. Right? And I remember, I remember this, when all of this of managing certificates, it's, it's so important. It goes to one project that I had that I was bring, bringing on to just uh, kind of uh, improve started with uh, monitoring an application and then when I started to poke around and to see the resources and to see all of that to try to understand the application I discovered that the certificates were almost expiring and managing in that case that application and managing the certificates to just change to the new certificate was a nightmare the application was down because they were, it was not simple to just update. You have too many layers to update this. And now exactly. imagine on the uh, on the API management. So you have custom domains. You have the oh, yeah. free. Uh, you have the 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 domains that coming with the service, right? The Azure-API.net. That is the the domain that uh, by default Azure assigns. Of course, that you can have your custom domains, but now imagine having a gazillion of different, uh, uh, depending on the version of the API management that you're having, right? Uh, to yeah. have those certificates, be able to effortlessly to just secure that with API management and with the certificate, SSL certificate, and be able to change it. Um, 
at in this case at all the tiers with no cost and simple it's it's a dream come true because we always get nervous when we get the point of every two years that we are changing those certificates well it's and it's worse because now it's every year right we can no longer yes. do 24 months ssls we have to do 12 months so i totally foresee the day where they change their mind again and say no it has to be every six months <laughs> so they'll they'll keep tightening it down and then they'll figure out a better way to do it right but <clears throat> it the is one thing that kind of jumped out for me on this one is this this kind of automation piece that manages the certificate handles the apim gateway the developer portal uh the management portal and the scm so it really is kind of that full suite with uh api management uh when it comes to your ssl certificate and it does that for the custom domain uh the endpoints for the custom domains right yeah so if you have uh three or four of those certificates instead of having to go and update this manually on each of these uh configurations you you set it and once it's tested and is then validated and it moves to general availability it will truly be a set it and forget it that's that's the part that i was talking about because yeah. the part of be able to doing this without almost any effort doing once and apply to all of those layers it's it's going to be tremendously because if you apply and even we can even bring that discussion um to, to right now is even if you apply in uh, to one of those like the gateway developer portal um the management and the scm which is the order that you should apply for right uh, because if you apply on the gateway that is your gateway that is your external point of it but then you will have errors applying that to for example the management part so you cannot manage exactly. or to the developer portal and so on and so forth right so be able to do these like in one and automatically the system does that for you it's tremendous it just gives us way more way more uh, kind of uh, sleep nights uh, with peace uh, and not getting nice. nervous of that time and trying to uh, do it and even decrease the window so you can do this you don't need to do this after hours you can do this on different yeah. times so it it allows you to just exactly. go that oh yeah and 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 that's i think it's it's really important for these managed managed certificates because it's always been a pain since i start working on it oh forever in i don't know i was up more than 20 years ago a couple of years yeah, ago a couple right? of years ago yeah yeah a couple of dozens of years ago yeah <laughs> yeah and the, the one thing i was thinking of and um i wish i wish it was mentioned in the microsoft docs that supports this update behind the scenes is monitoring so it's really cool to use automation to deploy certificates, manage certificates in an automated way. Now, the one thing that always comes into my mind, and it's part of best practices to have good monitoring in place already. So I think maybe that's might be Microsoft's position on this one, but I would really love to see an honorable mention for Azure monitor here to keep a, keep a close eye on that SSL certificate 
on the, the HTTPS or the 443, whatever port you're using, if a custom port, than uh, to use Azure Monitor to let you know when there's a problem with the certificate. Uh, because if something happens, especially well in preview and you're testing it, um, you would have to test it after as well to know about any issues. And the whole idea of automation is set it and forget it, like we were saying. And uh, you would need monitoring in place to be able to tell you about any challenges or issues that pop up from those uh, certificate changes. So I'd, I'd, I'd like to see that. And if you're using this in your testing environment, um, hey, let us know how you're going to address that uh, and how you monitor your uh, your APIM certificates. What do you have in place today? Um, you know, drop us into in the YouTube chat or on Twitter and let us know at, uh, what is it? Hashtag Azure centric. Yeah, exactly. Um, and you can, you can even follow us. And, and with that, we, we come to our, the end of our podcast. So um, don't forget to subscribe. Uh, don't forget to just um, put some comments on, or, or, or just give me shootings in a message. Uh, like we have several ways. You have all of our, um, in this case, uh, social media available, uh, even on the on the description of this podcast. Uh, even if you are listening, you probably don't see the description. Uh, but if you are seeing from one of the ways that you can see the, this podcast, you will see on the description all the 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 uh, all the social media that you can you can find us. So thank you, Andrew one more time for being part of the show uh it's been a pleasure and i hope that uh you stay a little bit longer um or if you feel as if you have some kind of missing us uh, over here at the north side of it um just come just come back home uh, we are more than welcome to to have you here <laughs> I appreciate you having me back and uh, rest assured, I think uh, in the next little while, I will be returning home. I'm ready to come home. Absolutely. <laughs> Thank you so much. So um, for you that, that you are listening to this podcast, thank you for now. Uh, bye and see you next week.